The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscape professionals take their businesses to the next level. Join us as we chat with green industry leaders to discover best practices and practical strategies to maximize profits. Now, here's your host, Paul Jamison. Hey, what's up, friends? Welcome to today's episode. We are going to title this one, Impressive Route Density Results. And what I want to do today is study some best practices from some companies who have really established some tight route density in their business. And I hope this will inspire us so that we can emulate what they do. And uh, we're going to look at three different examples today from three different states of companies who have actually taken a different path to get there, but they've gotten there where they have really tight routes so that there's less window time and more billable hours in the year, bringing in more revenue and more profit. There's nothing worse, especially when you're in Atlanta, than having two employees in the truck and you're just sitting there and it's 92 degrees and your you, traffic's a crawl, right? Mr. Producer is shaking his head because he knows about the traffic here. Some of y'all might not understand how frustrating traffic is because you live out in the country or whatnot, but whether you live in rural America or a metro city like us, we don't want to be wasting time. We want to be actually executing our services and billing our customers a profitable price and, you know, really have the machine running smoothly. So how can we get better at route density? We'll talk about that in today's episode. Thank you to our show sponsors, the Hardscape Academy, the Debt-Free Landscaper, and Gulf Coast Bookkeeping. Of course, guys, coming up Friday, February 12th at Armature Works is our meetup. You are invited. It's going to be at 3 o'clock p.m. in the afternoon in Tampa, Florida, right there on the water. Beautiful place, Armature Works, and uh, just be following us on Instagram, uh, Almond Landscape LLC, Brian's Lawn Maintenance, myself, many, many others, B&B Lawn Care. We'll be posting as we get closer, but uh, just get yourself to Tampa on Friday, February 12th, three o'clock PM. Go to Armature Works. It's not an event where you sign up or anything like that or register or pay. It's free. It's just a bunch of lawn bros and, and a lot of guys bringing their wives. We're just going to hang out and, um, talk shop and encourage one another and get the fellowship. It's an outdoor, uh, venue. And, uh, Thank you to those who have been leaving these Amazon reviews in, let's see, Marty, can we make that bigger? I don't have my glasses on. It's uh, okay. There we go. Thank you. So this is from Lydia six, seven, and I have a new book that just came out, cut that grass and make that cash. And just like in our lawn businesses, we want social proof. It really helps when you guys leave us a rating and a review in Amazon, if you bought the book, because then it will say verified purchase and uh, it just builds social proof. And Marty and I just want to say thank you for taking the time to support the show by getting the book and leaving us a five-star review. So I'm going to read one here from Lydia 67 the username verified purchase five out of five stars says an extremely candid account of the challenges and struggles one can have on the road to success. 
Review to the United States of America. Oh, I just read the title. Here's the, here's the actual review. Uh, you made it too big now. Uh, all right, all right, all right. I don't want to ask you to do too much. I do not have a background in horticulture, so I thought this book might not interest me. I was wrong. From the very start, I was drawn in by Paul's sometimes almost painful sincerity. This is not a simple thinking grow rich. Throughout step-by-step accounts, Paul acknowledges the pitfalls and successes he has had along the way in building a landscape business and a communications networking career. Sometimes humorous and sometimes nerve-wracking, I found it engaging the whole way through. Well, thank you, Lydia67, and thank you to everybody who has gotten the book. And if you could leave us a rating and review in Amazon, we certainly would appreciate that. So coming up, guys, we're going to take a look at some property or actually some businesses, how they got their properties in a tight route dense area in various states across the United States of America. Coming right up. Your spray rig is the heart and soul of your business. That's why Graham Spray Equipment builds long-lasting rigs designed to minimize downtime, maximize efficiency, and improve your income. And then we back it all up with service and support that will blow you away. We're always working for our customers. Putting you first is why we're second to none. Check out Graham Spray Equipment on Facebook. Visit us at GrahamSE.com or talk to us at 770-942-1617. That's 770-942-1617. Hi, friends. You are invited to our next community meetup Friday, February 12th in Tampa, Florida. The festivities will get started at 3 o'clock p.m. Come hang out with influencers such as Caleb and Brittany Allman, Brian and Liz Fullerton, and Naylor Taliaferro, the lawn care rookie, and many, many more. And big shout outs to Mike Pletch from the How to Hardscape podcast, who is giving away 10 copies of my new book, Cut That Grass. Make that cash to the first 10 people who arrive at the event. They come up to me requesting their personalized autographed copy, compliments of the How to Hardscape podcast. We appreciate Mike's generous giveaway and hope to see you in sunny Florida, Friday, February 12th, 3 o'clock p.m. at the outdoor venue at Armature Works. Are you ready to make some serious money this winter with snow and ice management services? Are you looking to position yourself as an industry professional and to protect your bottom line from issues like unstable salt prices? Don't get left out in the cold this winter. Head over to DebtFreeLandscaper.com to check out the highly sought-after commercial and residential snow plowing contracts. These agreements are available for Internet download and are easy to edit and make your own. DebtFreeLandscaper.com, the green industry's most professional resource for lawn and landscaping contracts, hiring employees and subcontractors, and where you'll find the same money-making commercial snow contract that numerous contractors like Brian Fullerton have used to dominate the snow and ice management industry. DebtFreeLandscaper.com Head over to DebtFreeLandscaper.com to get access to these incredible resources today and put yourself in a position to plow through the competition. You once found a four-leaf clover, pulled off a leaf and planted it back with the rest of the normal clovers. Paul Jameson, he is the most interesting lawn man in the world. 
All right. So actually in my book, I share this important meeting I had at Panera Bread back when I started my business. And I thought I was doing really good because I was working for this real estate agent. And she was, I think, the second most top selling real estate agent in the area or whatever, had all these awards. And she was starting to feed me some of her listings. And so I would drive from one city and, you know, do a property that I was underpricing because I was a rookie. Then I drive in Atlanta traffic. You know, it might only be 12 miles down the road, but it takes me 40 minutes to get there with traffic and school buses and lights. And it's just for those who live in Atlanta, you know, what I'm talking about for those who don't, it's, it's a hassle. And so I'm wasting all this time doing window time. So I talked to my friend where at Panera Bread and I'm telling him about how I work for this real estate agent, thinking he's going to give me a high five and be like, man, you're doing great. You know, I'm so proud of you. You know, way to go. That's like what I thought the response I was going to get. So I'm sharing with him and I got deflated so fast and he was looking at me. He's like, you know, he's like, what, what about if you just worked in one or two neighborhoods and uh, just pick one or two neighborhoods and just you know, do as many properties in that neighborhood as you can. And uh, you can fill up a a week's worth of work really fast. And he's like, that's what we actually do. And he later showed me his route in a really fancy neighborhood in Alpharetta, Georgia. And so anyway, I I had that seed planted in my mind. And then as I kind of talked to him over the next months, he kept reiterating, Paul, what you're doing is is not going to work long term. And it really wouldn't. And so I made the transition and I got into a um, neighborhood. So what I want to do is share some of these other companies and how they actually built Route Density, the marketing side of it. Because on paper, it sounds like a great idea. Yeah, I want to work in that neighborhood. But how do you actually go from looking at a map? And I actually have a map, you know, wherever I've lived, I've always had a map of the area. It's just kind of like my battle plan, right? My uh, blueprint, my strategy. And I just kind of pick an area and then I really learn the area and and get uh, familiar with it. So the first time I saw this, other than my friend in Alpharetta, Georgia's, was in Stillwater, Minnesota. And uh, Brian Ring, in 2018, he invited me to come to Stillwater and he donated to me a 48-inch commercial lawnmower. I mean, he just gave it to me free. It had a brand new uh, engine in it and I were, you know, relatively new, maybe two months old. And uh, the mower was used, but he, he, he fixed it up. So it was new to me, brand new. And um, he gave me a 5 by 10 trailer, uh, you know, perfectly working with the lights and all that. So long story short, I go to pick it up. And while I'm there, I spent a whole day with them out in the field. We just drove around and he showed me his properties and I was blown away because Stillwater is a small little town, um, a suburb of Minneapolis. Minneapolis is a big city, but Stillwater is relatively small. And Ring, he has three crews. So He's like, all right, I'll show you crew one. And they're over here. And he's like, yeah, they're doing this yard. He's just pointing. He's just standing there pointing. He's like, next, they're going to go over there. Next, they're going to go over there. And then they're going to go over there. Just pointing. He, he's got the area on lockdown. And then he takes me and he me, introduces me to another crew. And uh, they were they were in a residential area. The other, other people were doing some commercial properties. Hey, you know, I met him. And then they're like, yeah, and they're, they're doing this yard and that yard. And he just, again, he points. They just have this area on lockdown. And then we go and we meet another third crew. Same, you know, real tight area. I was like, how do you even have three crews? crews like right by each other essentially. And, um, then we just drive around town and he's just pointing me and I was like, wow, that is so impressive that in a small little area, he had so much volume, I mean, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars of revenue. I don't think he would want me telling you his revenue publicly, but I'll say it's a lot, okay, of what he's doing. And he has these three crews and it's in a tight, tight area. So they are 
producing money. They're producing billable hours. They are working on executing the services. They're not driving around town. They drive to his house in the morning, you know, and the trucks are already fueled up and, and ready to go for the day. And bam, they, they hit the route. And they come home in the after, you know, they come back to Ring's headquarters in the afternoon and he's got tight route density. So I asked him, I said, how did you do this? You know, it's very impressive. And it was through website and Google reviews. That was his main way. He built these, well, this website, Ring Lawn Care, and he uh, filled it with so much uh, SEO friendly words. So when someone goes, you know, lawn care in Stillwater, snow removal in Stillwater, Ring-a-ding is going to come up. And then as soon as he calls, if it's in his service area, he hops right on it. And he actually, when I say this, he actually did this. He showed me. Someone called and they're like, hey, we're looking for a quote. He's like, yeah, I'll be there in five minutes. Literally, we hopped in a, he, we actually hopped in a Cadillac. He didn't, he's like, watch this. I'm going to go give a quote in a caddy. And uh, we, we roll up in his Cadillac and he introduces the people and um, they lived on a golf course and, you know, nice house. And he walks the property and get bang, gives him a quote just like that. And so it was really impressive to see, but the way he did it was a great website and the SEO so that his phone's actually ringing. And then when they call within a service area, which most calls are because they found them through the website and through Google and having Google reviews, he has a bunch of Google reviews in the area to build that social proof. Just like I was talking earlier with Amazon reviews, how much I would appreciate those ring realized how powerful Google reviews are because the customer types it in the Google lawn care and Stillwater. bam, there's ring lawn care. They look, Oh wow. He's got, you know, uh, all these uh, good reviews, they call him, he gets the job and it just get the, the, the route density just builds like an avalanche and a snowball because then over time, you know, you collect the neighbors. So there's one example, Ring Lawn Care, Stillwater, Minnesota website, Google reviews, SEO. Next, this was Naylor. This was actually more recently. I went to, um, I forget the name of that city where he lives. He, he, Naylor, if you're listening, I know you're probably laughing because it was a joke that I kept calling it the wrong name. Wherever Naylor lives, it's, it's not Richmond. Richmond's the, the bigger city. I forget the suburb of where he lives. Low Lavothian. There we go. Lavothian. <laughs> I always say it wrong and he always laughs. So I probably say it wrong, but uh, something like that. Midlothian, Lavothian, some, something along those lines. Virginia. Okay. So Naylor just, he, he, he had to outdo ring. Okay. We're, we're all friends, but uh, he just, he, he knows I've been the rings before. So I uh, interview him and Seth and, and Will Rice and we hang out one day and uh, the next day he's like, Hey, what time are you leaving town the next day? And you know, I tell him whatnot. He's like, well, why don't you come out, come, come out to the field. I want to show you, you know, I want to show you my route density. And he just was eager to, you know, show me. So like, all right, cool. So he gives me the address. No joke. I show up. And, uh, him and he had two employees. So he had, it was a three man crew for today. And I pull up behind his truck with his ramp rack and he's like, all right, we're going to do this yard right here, the yard across the street. And then, uh, the yard over there. So there was three yards, boom, boom, boom. So he just parks the car and then they banged out three yards and, and it took less than an hour. And even why they did no, no, four yards, pardon me, four yards, one across the street. And then the other two, uh, they did four yards. Pardon me. I'm my mind, uh, here I'm getting ahead of myself. He did four yards in less than an hour. Okay. With the three man crew, they absolutely crushed it. And at the end of that, uh, one of the neighbors walked up and was requesting some services so that Naylor, um, scheduled the time when he would go back and give that gentleman a quote. Cause they mean business. So then this is the same neighborhood. So park the truck and do four properties. Okay. That's called route density. That's called good route density. You park the truck and you don't just do one property. 
they, you know, they banged out four of them and they, and it's so tight that, you know, the guy just takes the mower and he just does one and goes across the street and then he went and did the other two while the other guys, you know, doing the edging and, and the nailers, you know, following up with the blowing and whatnot. And I'm sitting there filming, you know, <laughs> neighbors are looking at me like, who's this guy? But anyway, great job, nailer. And then he's like, all right, watch this. And uh, he turns left and he just goes down the street a little bit. I mean, they could have definitely, you know, just walked over. But the way he, they did it is they parked the car because it was a cul-de-sac. So all they did is take one left turn and go down the street just a little bit. And then they parked in the cul-de-sac and then they repeated it. They got out and they did multiple homes. And so this was, you know, maybe two, a little over two hours of work, probably two and a half hours of work. And bam, there they go. They bang out six or seven properties. And I'm sitting there watching this and it's so impressive. And then it, and it just keeps going like that. That's how he built his business. And so how he did his was through Facebook and there's these neighborhoods. So that neighborhood that he worked in, right? They have a Facebook community page and he was able to work his way in there and, you know, uh, in a sense, organically advertised. Cause he just basically says, Hey, you know, we offer this service. Would anybody like it? And, and things of that nature where it's acceptable and it's not spammy. And he told, he just started taking over the neighborhood and then his trucks there and everything's very professional and clean. And then over time, he gets more and more neighbors. And so both of those companies, that's one in Stillwater, Minnesota, built by website SEO and Google reviews. And then Naylor, Talia Farrell, you guys know Naylor from the LCR Media podcast and uh, has been the co-host on this show and uh, Mr. Producer uh, Services, his show. So for the guys out there that aren't listening to the LCR Media podcast, a little plug there, checks in the mail, Naylor, <laughs> invoice it in the mail. Um, you know, check out the LCR Media podcast, but he built that predominantly through maximizing those Facebook private community uh, groups. And so last but not least, I'll, I'll share my example in Georgia because I went about it a little bit different. And this isn't, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, I don't always share the um, examples of my business where I'm the hero of the story. If you read my book, I share all, or I share a lot of the mistakes that I made in building my business. And then I share the lessons I learned from it. So I was hesitant to share my own example, but I think that what I've been able to accomplish in a neighborhood and in a network of NFL players and coaches, it's worth sharing um, because it shows the power of, of this plan. Now, what I didn't do, um, well, I'll just say it like this. I, I honestly didn't know that you can't market in this neighborhood with flyers. I did not know that. Now I know that and I don't do it. I, I honored the rules, right? But my first year, I didn't know. And so I was on a tight budget. So I just went on the um, template, Microsoft Word template type thing. And I, I made a flyer. You know, when you take a, a eight and a half by 11 regular computer uh, paper and it folds into three, you just fold it and it makes a flyer. That's what I did. So it was raggedy. Okay. It was, um, <laughs> it was not a professional flyer with like nice paper and all folded. I literally printed them where I lived on the, um, printer and it was black and white and it said PJ lawn. And then, you know, prices starting at $45 or plan starting at $45. Okay. These are like 75, $80 properties. I didn't know what I was doing, but anyway, I, so I printed these raggedy flyers in this neighborhood has those double mailboxes. So it's got the, the USPS mailbox. And then it had what's called the birdie box where, it, you know, you can, you can put flyers or whatever, th things of that nature in the birdie box. But the neighborhood has a, a stern rule that 
you, the only way you can get in this neighborhood, let me explain. I want to take the time to explain the context, but to just show you that I got very lucky, I guess, or the Lord was looking out for me because in the neighborhood, you can't go in there unless you have uh, one of the residents has your name on the list. So when you go in, you have to give them your driver's license. So everything you do is tracked. And so if you try to market in the neighborhood and someone turns you in, then they'll just strip your access to the neighborhood and you'll never be able to come in the neighborhood. So I didn't know that. So I was doing this gigantic risk because if I would have gotten caught and someone would have turned me in, then they would have just banned me from the neighborhood because you're not allowed to do what I, I did. But I hired two people and I paid them, I think like 14 bucks an hour. And I gave them, you know, I had, there's a thousand homes in the neighborhood. So I was like, just take my flyer and go put it in all the mailboxes. And so they went around and did it. And then I would drive around and I would peek in the mailbox, not in the USPS part, but in the birdie box. And I would make sure that they, you know, actually put the flyers in there and they did. And so my phone started ringing. And that was one of the ways I started getting more customers in this neighborhood. And uh, because I was already in the neighborhood. If you read my book, you'll hear this. You can read of the story of how I got in the neighborhood. So anyway, long story short, thank God I didn't get banned in those early days. And the people that I would pay to pass out the flyers, because a thousand yards or houses, they're not like all, they're all in the same neighborhood, but these are big houses with, you know, windy roads through the woods. And it was, it was a long, it was a long day and a, a busy day to get all those flyers passed out. So even while they were passing them out, people are like, you're not allowed to be doing this. And so long story short, I say that to say, that's how I started with the flyers, but that was one and done because once I found out that I could get kicked out and out of the neighborhood that I wanted to build my business in, I was like nervous for like three or four months afterwards and thankfully nothing happened. And then, you know, I just never did it again. And I've, you know, I've always been an out, uh, upkeeping, good standing, you know, uh, honoring the rules of the neighborhood to the best of my ability. So with that being said, I started working in the neighborhood where there's a thousand homes. And then what happened in my world was the word of mouth referrals. It wasn't the website. It wasn't Facebook, which those work for other businesses. And I'm, I'm not saying those are bad marketing plans by all means, have a great website, have great Google reviews and take advantage of Facebook groups. But what happened in this group this, this community, they had what was called the woman's club. So this neighborhood had their own, it wasn't Facebook, but they had their own, you go to the company or pardon me, you go to the neighborhood's website and then you have to log in, you know, to even go beyond that access. You just can't, you know, scroll the website unless you're a member. So these members will, will log in and then these ladies will talk like, Hey, uh, you know, we're looking for a good babysitter. And then someone will say, Oh, well, you know, we use Susie and she was on her phone the whole time and didn't give attention to our kids. Don't use her, you know? And then someone's like, Hey, I'm looking for a good painter. And then they're like, Oh, you know, use, use, uh, Jamie. He's, uh, you know, does great work, you know? And then they'll say, Hey, we're looking for a lawn care guy. Well, what happened? And, and it blew up fast. But I started to become the go-to guy because these women would write, oh my gosh, we love Paul and uh, he does such a good job and he's Johnny on the spot and he's attentive to detail and he's professional and I, I'm sure they probably put he's got low prices, but whatever. They, so I got, that's how I got in. That's, I said all that, Marty's shaking his head because I could have said it faster. <laughs> I said all that to say, 
I got in through word of mouth through the women's club and they started talking positively about me. And then these women, you know, they just would call and say, Hey, we heard about you from Harriet or, Hey, we heard about you from Julie or, Hey, Renee, Renee was one of my favorite, you know, she would get me so much business. Hey, you know, Renee told us all about you. Can, when can you come give a quote? And then it just, next thing you know, I'm working in one neighborhood all week long and I'm scratching my head. How am I going to get all this work done? And so anyway, I say all that to show three examples of how route density can be established. There's not a right way to do it, but you can do it through getting into the women's club, through word of mouth, through Facebook, through websites, through Google reviews. But the main point is start with the end in mind, pick that neighborhood that you want to be. in. I was talking to Gentry from South Carolina. He's like, Paul, you know, he's telling me about his, his uh, business and, and he, he like just casually is like, yeah, well, there's a neighborhood with 7,000 homes in it. And I was thinking of maybe starting to do more work in there. I'm like on the edge of my seat, like, dude, come on. Like, do you need the writing on the wall? Like, there you go. You got a neighborhood in uh, South Carolina with 7,000 homes. I, I, I questioned, I was like, are you sure that's accurate? That sounds too good to be true. Cause the neighborhood I work in only has a thousand homes. And I thought that was like the biggest neighborhood I've ever seen in my life. So imagining a community with seven times that size, I can't compute that. But if that's true, what you're telling me, I would work only in that neighborhood. And I even told him, I was like, I would change your business name to be that neighborhood. And then, you know, that neighborhood, then lawn and landscape. And I would do all your marketing in that neighborhood. I would do your flyers, your postcards, your, uh, any kind of marketing effort, just work in one neighborhood. That is a dream for this industry, because you don't have to drive, you can just drive, start in one neighborhood, you know, in between eight and 9 a.m., work, a, get a really good morning's work, a nice little lunch and an early afternoon. And, you, you know, you can be done by three or four and just have so much um, efficiency that, you, you know, you can wrap up the day and earn a good revenue at a healthy profit if you're charging these prices right and be home by five for dinner, you know, be home, showered, cleaned up and, and spend quality time with your wife, you know, and, and enjoy the evening. But a lot of guys are stretched out over town and they leave and then they barely get stuff done in the morning. You know, they get a little bit done then they have lunch and then they things stretch out to the afternoon and they wrap up around dinner time. They drive home in traffic and next thing you know, you're not getting home till six, six thirty seven and people are bragging about it, you know, on social media. Oh, I'm just out here hustling, you know, no, your white, your marriage is falling apart. And, and there's this glamour of bragging about how busy we are and I'm not to downsize or downplay the importance of being diligent and working hard. That's to be respected, but we also want to work smart so that our relationships can flourish so that we can prosper in this business. And so that's why I'm passionate about route density, because if you can get a really tight route, you can get a lot of work done in a shorter amount of time, make good money. And then again, you have the time to go home and get refreshed and get showered and give still a uh, strong portion of your energy to your loved ones in the evening, whether you're married or you have children. And uh, you'd be shocked. It's private what I do on these one-on-one business coaching calls. But a lot of times these calls turn into these counseling sessions about marriage and things of that nature and how the business is negatively affecting those parts of life. And I'm like, okay, we need to build our businesses so that it positively affects our marriages. And a uh, quick plug into uh, trades in the what's Brian and Liz's event and Caleb and Brittany. You forget too. Well, it's in Texas. It's about it's about having a healthy marriage um, while you're in uh, the industry. Something about together in the trades. Thank you. So it's called together in the trades. So I'm actually going to it even though I'm single because when I do get married, I want to make sure my marriage is vibrant and that 
the business serves the marriage, not is this okay. Anyway, I'm starting into it. Well, that's another podcast for another day. Thank you. <laughs> I'm getting uh, sidetracked now, but I say all that to emphasize route density is important. It's not just because it brings in better profit margins, but it also creates more time and space so that we can focus on what really matters and uh, those quality relationships in our life. Truly, I don't think there's ever been a better time to learn the secrets of how to properly install pavers and retaining walls. Our good friend, Caleb Allman, has years of knowledge and experience, and he has his upgraded comprehensive guide videos available right now at thehardscapeacademy.com. Guys, these aren't your local hardware store's DIY YouTube videos. Caleb will take you in-depth into planning, safety, materials, base, compaction, drainage, regulations, efficiency, and so much more. This course is endorsed by Paul Jamison, and it's your opportunity just to expand your business potential by learning from highly regarded hardscape professional, Caleb Allman. Get started now at thehardscapeacademy.com. Most landscapers are so tired, they just want to enjoy a little of their evenings. However, you often go home and your bookkeeping from the day or week immediately demands your time. Fortunately, because you can't give it your full energy or focus, it just sits there, night after night, untouched, continually haunting you. It's costing you good cash flow, good decision making, and the peace of mind you need. Because your business demands your time elsewhere, Gulf Coast Bookkeeping provides a full service bookkeeping solution that is guaranteed to give you your time back and your peace of mind. You can begin this partnership with us today by going to www.gulfcoastbk.com and scheduling a 15-minute phone call. Don't trick yourself into thinking you can handle it all. It won't be long before you're saying no to new clients or skipping dinner with your family and friends, all because your bookkeeping needs are unfinished. We'll take care of your green so you can take care of theirs. Schedule a 15-minute call today at www.gulfcoastbk.com. The Green Industry Podcast continues with the author of Cut That Grass and Make That Cash. Here's Paul Jamison. And last but not least, I do want to mention that now is the perfect time to raise the rates for your customers. I recommend doing this annually and just training our customers that we do raise our prices. A long time ago, I created the price template, the, the raise your price template. And I just had it sitting on my computer and I, you know, I used to mail it out. Then eventually I would email it out and guys started asking me all the time, like, Hey, how do I, you know, how do I raise my prices? I'm like, well, just email your customer. And like, okay. And it's so intimidating to them. They want to do it. And so guys would say, well, can you help me or whatever? And I realized, you know, I have this just sitting on my computer. Why don't I just make it available? And so I put insert name here, insert date here, insert, you know, business information here. And then the uh, letter is the actual letter that I use. And it's very straightforward. It's very simple and it's radically successful. I mean, it works. If, if you're not going to raise your price at an astronomical rate, it's written so reasonably that, uh, 
professional is going to read it and be like, yeah, that makes sense. Of course, you know, you're charging me 44 bucks last year. It's 46 bucks this year. Of course, you know, like it just, it just kind of makes them respect you more and it makes sense. So anyway, you can get the template. That's the plug and play. And then you can put your information in and then email it out to your customers here before the season starts and let them know that their right is going to be um, increasing. And the $2 example I just gave, that's, I'm not saying that's how much you need to raise your rates by. You really need to analyze the market and your numbers and your goals to know what price you want to raise it by. I, I don't recommend raising it too much because that might scare them. But if you raise it reasonably, at least enough, more than three or 4% to, you know, stay ahead of inflation, then you should be good. But uh, the letter will help you to clearly communicate to your customer uh, just through shooting it to them in email that you are raising your rates this season. So Mr. Producer will put that rate increase letter in today's show notes and you just click on it. It will take you right there to where you buy it and um, you'll purchase it and then it'll download immediately and then just plug your information in there and I get those sent out here sooner than later. Thanks for listening to today's show. Check the show notes for the links and I hope to see you guys tomorrow. Hey guys, Paul with a cool story from Jason in Boney Lake, Washington, as he recently purchased my rate increase letter. And here's the story he shares. I had uh, one yard, I was charging $35 to, uh, per cut, and it was taking me an hour every single time I was uh, working on the yard. I uh, increased the rate uh, to $50 uh, per cut, and she canceled on me initially. Called me back after a week to let me know that she's okay with the new rate and that she wanted me to keep, keep taking care of her yard. Well, Jason, thanks for sharing your testimony. And guys, if you want to raise the rates on your customers, you should check out my rate increase letter. It's a plug and play. It's only $20. Put your information in, email it to your customers, let them know you're raising your rates and why it's been very successful in my business for Jason up there in Washington and many others who have been using it. So check today's show notes. Marty will put the link there, get that rate increase letter and raise those rates. Uh, Using that rate increase letter uh, was a fantastic decision for my business. Thanks for listening to the Green Industry Podcast. Please check out the show notes for links to products and services that you heard about during today's episode. And you can stay connected with Paul on Instagram at Paul Jamison and at Green Industry Podcast. On YouTube, just search for Paul Jamison. This has been a Jamison Media and Mr. Producer production.